great faithfulness to unto us and unto, unto this house. We give him all the praise and the honor and the glory. And we are getting ready for our annual 21 days of prayer and fasting in January. There'll be more details coming. Kathy has been seeking the Lord for a theme for those three weeks. Last year was a very powerful time for our church and for me personally. Uh, we saw some awesome answers to prayer. And I challenge you, not in a religious sense, not in a legalistic sense, but to ask the Lord, what would he have you do? Some can't fast food. Some can't. Some can have to do juice or the Daniel fast or some fast from social media. That's a big one right now. And I highly recommend that. <laughs> and so forth. So just ask the Lord. That, that, it's very simple. If you ask him, he's going to tell you. What is it you would have me do to link arms with my brothers and sisters here in the body of Christ. I am excited to bring the word to you this morning. Um, it's kind of, uh, how do I say it? A year-end challenge. I feel like the Lord is laying down the gauntlet for us. And I'll share a little bit more in a, in a moment, but the text is Isaiah 55, verses 6 to 11. And he has, he has, um, he's already beginning to uh, almost, shall I say, sew things together into like a tapestry this morning. Um, Kathy opened with... Um, Psalm 63, which she doesn't know, is in my text. And I messaged Roger yesterday about that song, Seek Him and Live, and little did I know it was already in the rotation this morning. So he's been doing a number of things. And... Let's go to the word this morning, Isaiah 55. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. And let him return to the Lord. And he will have compassion on him and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. 
For as the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return there without watering the earth and making it bear and sprout and furnishing seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so will my word be, which goes forth from my mouth. It will not return to me empty without accomplishing what I desire and without succeeding in the matter for which I sent it. Glory be to God. You always have to be listening because you never know when the Holy Spirit's going to drop a nugget. And I was driving to church and we were actually listening to Give Him 15, which I highly recommend, Dutch Sheets. You can access that online. But in the middle of that, I was reminded, some of you shop at Walmart, and they have a line there which they call Home Essentials. And the Lord is saying, this message is a home, your home, your life. It's a home essential for you and I. I was awakened once again at 3 a.m. Saturday morning from a very comfortable sleep. And this is what I heard. A word to live by. And I heard the two verses that we started with, Isaiah 55, 6, and 7. And that word accompany it. And that's the title of our gathering together this morning, A Word to Live By. Seek him and live, as the song says, and as the scripture says. If you seek him, you will find him when you search for him with all your heart. And so, a couple of foundational scriptures come to mind. Second Chronicles 20.20, 20. put your trust in the Lord and be established and put your trust in his prophets and succeed. And also, Amos chapter 3, verse 7. Surely the Lord does nothing unless he reveals his secret counsel to his servants, the prophets. And so, I don't have a cold. I have the anointing. And so, to prosper in his plan, his purpose, and his will for your life, you need to trust in and give heed to what the Lord is saying and what the prophets are saying. I'm not talking about any prophet. There's a lot of false prophets out there in this hour. 
I'm talking about the prophets who have a recognized, proven, accurate track record. And there's a pr pretty consistent, not a pretty, a very consistent message going forth from the mouth of the prophets, which is what God is saying. And we need, as a body of believers and as the body of Christ, to pay attention to those things that are being spoken. So there are five things in these verses to position yourself to prosper in a word to live by. Number one, traveling right down through the passage here, seek him from verse six. Seek him. Seek the Lord while he may be found, it says. Seek, to look for, or to look to for direction, understanding, guidance, to go in search of, to ask, ask for or request advice. The idea is to pursue the Lord intentionally, not, un, you know, haphazardly, not when you're having a good day or a bad day, but to make it your aim to seek the Lord with all your heart. Because he promises you will find him. He doesn't play hide and seek. So, Jeremiah 29, verse 13. You will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. The idea, both in Isaiah here and in the scriptures I'm going to read, is seeking the Lord in prayer and seeking and spending time in his presence. Not depending on a worship team to work up the atmosphere. It's not a bad thing to open our spirits up to receive a word from the Lord. But when we are serious about spending time with him, I assure you, he is going to come. His presence is going to descend. Whether you're in the car, whether you're raking leaves, whether you're shoveling snow, you don't have to be praying but you do have to have a heart that's aware of the Lord and, and ready for the Lord to give you guidance and speak into your life. And here it is again, Psalm 63, which Kathy opened the service with. Verse 1, O God, you are my God. I shall seek thee earnestly. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh yearns for you in a dry and weary land where there is no water. And that really speaks to the time we're living in, to the culture, to the atmosphere, whether it's political or whatever. You, you decide. Is there a hunger in you? Is there a thirst in you? for the Lord and the things of the Lord. And if there isn't, 
you should be asking yourself and asking the Lord, why not? Why do I not have that hunger and thirst? Because when we ask Him, He gives it to us. He fulfills our desire and our request. Matthew 7, 7 and 8. Ask and it will be given. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives it. And he who seeks finds. And to him who knocks it will be opened. It's talking about committed prayer. Not just praying, oh Lord I need this. Or oh, me, me, me. You know, the greatest way to uh, not be overwhelmed by your own needs is to pray for the needs of others. Something happens when we do that. We get our eyes off our own challenges, our own circumstances, our own needs, and we focus on others. And the Lord honors that, and guess what? Lo and behold, oh, my need got fulfilled in that process. So it's important to devote time to daily prayer to receive his grace, power, and provision to live out and to live in that word to live by. You believe that the Lord gives you words of life? You believe the Lord wants you to have the abundant life? Not in heaven, but now, here and now. Well, you need that fresh word to feed your spirit. And one way to get that is through committed prayer, spending time. And, you know, things like give him 15, they're great. That's just a device, though. Uh, I encourage you to uh, check that out, Dutch Sheets. But it's not a substitute for you and I making a, a personal decision to spend our own quality time with the Lord. Secondly, it says, call upon him while he is near. Now, this is kind of tricky because I believe the Lord is always near. But, you know, we get overwhelmed by things, by people, by our needs, and just like Peter, when we take our eyes off the Lord, we begin to sink in, into the water, into the quagmire of the world. And so we have to choose what we focus on and who is near. So this is talking about having a conversation with the Lord. Relationship involves a give and take. He's going to talk to you, but, you know, I think we gain more by listening to what he's saying. Instead of coming with a pre-programmed and predetermined list when we come to pray, how about just sitting? Isn't, but that's the hardest thing, isn't it? We don't like to be quiet. We, we, we get antsy. And everything else starts to happen. We, all the list starts accumulating in your mind when you, when you decide you're going to spend some quiet time with the Lord. Isn't it so? But you have to stick to it. You have to press forward in that. 
call upon him, talk to him. Express your feelings, your fears, your desire to know him and not just get answers. That's a whole different approach to prayer. Psalm 32, 6. Therefore, let everyone who is godly pray to you in a time when you may be found. That's what verse 6 is saying. Call upon him when he is near. J. Oswald Sanders said this. It is possible to move men through God by prayer alone. And we are seeing a shifting in our nation. Why? Is it just time for God to move? Has God finally decided he's had enough? Or is there such an outcry and such a commitment to prayer that God cannot sit still? He's about to answer, and he's about to answer in a big way. And that's why it's important to not uh, listen to negativity, not watch the media, not listen to things, and even not listen to too many things, because everybody has an opinion. I'm only interested in God's opinion, what it is he has to say about what's going on in the world. So, I've seen answers to prayer instantly, and man, is that awesome when someone gets healed instantaneously. But it doesn't always happen that way, does it? I've seen healing or provision instantly release. I've, I've seen him answer in unexpected, unexpected ways and at unexpected times. And I've come to know this and understand this. Nothing happens without prayer and without calling upon the Lord. Acts chapter 2, verse 21. And it shall be that everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved, healed, preserved, restored. In other words, the Lord is going to respond when we pray because of the blood of Jesus and because also Jesus is sitting right there interceding for us, the Bible tells us. So we need to call out, cry out, but in purity of heart. And he will answer. Psalms 142, verse 5. I cried to you, O Lord. I said, you are my refuge, my portion in the land of the living. In other words, the psalmist was saying, where else can I go? Just like Peter said in the New Testament. You have the words of eternal life. Psalms 3, 3 and 4. But you, O Lord, are a shield to me, 
my glory and the one who lifts my head. I cried to the Lord with my voice, and he heard me from his holy hill. You know, unlike Baal, Buddha, and any other false god who is inanimate, has no life, cannot hear you, and certainly cannot answer you, God, when he hears you call, when he hears you cry, he says, oh, excuse me, that's my son, that's my daughter. I have to do something. They're touching my heart. And he responds. That's who he is. That's how much he loves you and I. So, you need to call out when you need a word to live by. Anybody need a word to live by today? Huh? You need something to hold on to, to keep you moving forward by faith. Well, he has that something, and he will release that something as we call out, as we cry out to him. Number three. Pursue righteousness from verses, um, verse 7. It was talking about the wicked and the unrighteous thoughts. But you know, we can have unrighteous thoughts too. We can have ungodly thinking too. It needs to be dealt with by the power of, of Almighty God. So, Pursuing righteousness means forsaking any unprofitable way that bears no fruit. Hmm. What are, are there things in your life that are unprofitable? Ask the Lord. See what he has to say. Are there things there that you could be better served by doing something else? Forsake those things. Forsake ungodly thinking and thoughts. Renounce them. Make a decision to turn away from them and turn to the Lord. And then he says there, let him return to the Lord. Return to the Lord. Look to, commit to trust in the Lord. Psalms 37, 5 and 6. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in Him, and He shall bring it to pass. He shall bring forth your righteousness as the light and, and your justice as the noonday. You see, sometimes we do all we can do, but God has to do the rest. And that's okay. Because that's who he is. He delights in providing for us, in meeting our needs as we pursue his righteousness in Christ. Proverbs 11, uh, the end into the beginning of verse 19, uh, 18 into 19. 
But he who sows righteousness will have a sure reward, as righteousness leads to life. His righteousness yields life, opens up life in relationships, in provision, answers to prayer, and so forth. 1 Timothy 6.11, pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, gentleness. 2 Timothy 2.22, pursue righteousness, faith, love, peace, without, with those who call on the Lord out of a pure heart. So, you know, saying the right thing and doing the right thing doesn't happen by accident. It's intentional. We have to make a decision to do and say what's right. And then the Lord will back us up. 1 Peter 5.10, He will strengthen and establish you. Isaiah 30, verse 21, Your ears shall hear a word behind you saying, This is the way, walk ye in it, whenever you turn to the left or to the right. And it's not talking about a political position there. <laughs> it's talking about when we get off track, we need to go back to having Jesus in the center where he belongs. Number four, learn and practice his ways. Have you come to understand that his ways are not your ways. Hmm? His thoughts are not your thoughts. That's the goal. That's what we need to shoot for. Verses 8 and 9. Learn and practice his ways. Psalm 18, verse 30. As for God, his way is perfect. The word of the Lord is perfect tried or proven. He is a shield to all who take refuge or trust in him. And so what that's saying is he keeps you on track and he shields you from everything that's going to lead you astray. Isn't that good? He, he'll do that. Because we are like Sheep who what? Stray. Like to go our own way. And that's a whole other teaching. Psalm 18.32 It is God who arms me with strength and makes my way perfect. Psalms 37 verse 23 the steps of a good man are established or ordered by the Lord. And he, the Lord, delights in his way. He delights when we hear him and we respond. And when he says, this is the way, walk ye in it. He delights in that. And actually, I think he brags about that. That's my son. You know what my son just did? That's my daughter. Ooh, wow. I am so proud of her. 
You think he doesn't do that? Well, I beg to differ. Proverbs 10.29, the way of the Lord is a stronghold to the upright. In other words, he'll, stand, he'll help you stand upright. He'll stand, help you stand firm and make the righteous choices. That's what it's saying. Proverbs 20.24, a man's steps are ordained by the Lord. How then can man understand his way unless what? The Lord opens your understanding. You get the answers from the Creator, the Source, the Champion of the Universe. John said it this way, John 8, 31, 32, in the Gospel. Continue in my word, then... You are truly disciples of mine, and you will know the truth, and the truth will make you free. God wants us to not just know the truth, but then walk it out, live it. That's the hard part. Knowing the truth, that, that happens up here. Living the truth happens from here and from the spirit man. So, he reveals his ways to the righteous and guides them or gives them a word to live by when they need it. And number five, access and align with his thoughts. Again, from verses eight and nine. My ways and my thoughts are higher, are exalted. They're at another level than what you can process here mentally. It has to be discerned and understood in your spirit. Psalms 40, verse 5. Many... Lord my God, are the wonders which thou have done, your thoughts and your thoughts toward us. Psalm 139, verse 17. How precious are your thoughts to me, O God. How vast is the sum of them. And I'm thinking right now of, of Willie Nelson. You were always on my mind. <laughs> I think the Lord knows that song. Do you think he does? Yeah, he does. <laughs> Trying to see if you're all awake yet. Jeremiah 29, 11. And I know the plans, or King James says, the thoughts. I know the thoughts I have. For you, declares the Lord, thoughts are plans for welfare, not for calamity, to give you a future and a hope. So we need to ask. We need to ask. We need the Lord's wisdom and his understanding. 
you don't have it, you have to go where you can get it. And that's Him. Ask Him for wisdom and understanding, faith, and the power to live for Him, to make right choices, to have His thoughts and His ways. Matthew 7, 7. He has the words of eternal life. John 6, verse 68. And his desire is to speak to you words of life to live by. And I'll, I'll close with a verse from the Psalms. And the other song that I was getting when I was preparing, very simple, it's from Maranatha singers. Cause me to come to thy river, O Lord. Cause me to come. Cause me to drink. Cause me to live. Very simple chorus. But it's a it's a, a heart cry that we all need. Lord, help me tap into this river of life. Open up that river, Lord. Wash me in that river. Empower me in that river. Feed me in that river, O Lord, on your provision, grace and power. Psalms 36. Uh, starting in verse 7. How precious is your loving kindness, O Lord. And the children of men take refuge in the shadow of your wings. They drink their fill of the abundance of your house. And you give them to drink of the river of your delights. For with you is the fountain of life. And in your light we see light. God bless you as you respond to the Holy Spirit today and in the coming days. Don't get too overwhelmed by your holiday preparations, by all the Christmas fluff, because that's what it is. It's all extraneous. He is the reason for the season. When we lose that, we cannot fully appreciate all those other things, those material things, and those things that God provides. I pray an awesome blessing on your gathering, and you should gather with your family this Christmas. You should appreciate the ones you love this Christmas, and you should appreciate the one who loves you. God bless you.